All right, so let's get going. Um, yeah, so yesterday's episode is boring as fuck, so I listened to it again. It kind of ended up dragging out. I really probably should have just stopped when Banjo took a shit. But anyways, like at the end of the day, the gist was that I got into a place where I found, you know, like, you know, I don't know. I found that I liked being provoked by music. I liked the fact that it was making me think. A lot of it was based on lyrics. And I guess we can get to the musical stuff at some other point. But the real gist was that itself was it got me thinking and all that kind of crap. But there was still something slightly not like home about listening to metal. Like it, still love it, still listen to it all the time. But it wasn't exactly me, right? Like at the end of the day, a bunch of tough dudes dressed in black, drinking all the time. Not, you know, that's the stereotype, anyways, right? Like leather jackets, etc. Not, not really my bag. But you know, music was fun. I was digging it. Going to concerts with my friends at this point, um, and it was it was good. Uh, pretty content. And then eventually I found kind of the music that I've been listening to ever since. And that's what I alluded to as my first love. And that's punk rock. So that was a lot of happenstance at once. Mostly it came down to just friends of friends that introduced us to stuff. Like there was, I transferred high schools um, reunited with, you know, some friends from middle school and all that kind of crap. And they had met this dude that was into punk rock. He skated, listened to punk rock and was in a band. And I played bass, he played bass. So there was kind of like this mutual kind of like, Hey, we play the same instrument thing going on. So we became okay friends and all that. And, you know, we'd be like, Hey, check out this, check this out, check this out, check out this bass player, check out that bass player. And he pretty much introduced me to punk rock. He came at it from the perspective of bass driven punk rock, a la Rancid, Matt Freeman specifically, and a bunch of other East Bay bands kind of had that thing going on. But, you know, particularly Rancid was like the standout because Matt's a fucking magician. And I'd come from the camp of like Metallica, Cliff Burton style bass, uh, lots of nuance, some technical aspects to it, but, you know, a lot of it, you, you know, just the bass isn't up front necessarily in most of the metal songs. Um, it definitely can be, not saying it isn't, but, you know, Rancid took it to another level where, you know, the bass was louder than the guitars at times. So I got into punk rock partially because of the bass playing, honestly, but then a bunch of things kind of culminated. One was... It brought it back to simpler music. Um, things were bite-sized. I'm not saying it to like downplay any of it, right? But like with my kind of initial roots into rock being based around Nirvana, we're a four-minute song that can kind of like blow you away super quickly and it's fucking over, right? Whereas metal songs could be long, you know? Some of them are seven, eight minutes, like massive, you know, songs that have changes in movement and time signature and stuff. It's fun. It's good. But something about the poppy kind of like, um, you know, core of the punk rock, you know, I still liked that from like the, my pop days and, you know, easing in through the Nirvana kind of path towards this. And furthermore, as I was saying in the last episode about lyrical content and stuff like that, punk resonated more. They were more, diverse, if you will. So you could go all the way from super angry music, super political music. Um, but then at the same time, depending on what bands you're listening to, there's, you know, guys singing about, you know, having a shit time in high school or 
hating this guy or, you know, all that kind of strife that you go through in your teens or, you know, like a heartbreak kind of song. And, you know, you got a crush and there's a punk rock song about that and all that kind of stuff. Not saying there's no high school crush metal songs, but, you know, not many. So I got into punk rock and it really blew my mind. Um, Particularly, there is a couple things that a couple bands that really stuck out. I remember my initial kind of foray into it was um, this dude. I won't mention his name because I fucking hate him now. But anyways, uh, he played me an Operation Ivy song called Knowledge. And it starts off with, you know, there's like lyrics that say, all I know is that I don't know nothing. And as cheesy as that sounds, as simple as that kind of is, that grabbed me. Like all the thoughts going in my head of trying to figure out who the fuck I was, trying to figure out where I fit into this world and all that kind of stuff. It was just kind of boiled down to like, I wasn't a shit student. I wasn't, you know, like a bad kid. I wasn't a troublemaker. But at the same time, you start thinking and you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know anything at this point, right? I'm 15. I fucking don't know. People are like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Where are you going to go to college? Like, I, I don't, I don't fucking know. So, you know, the song's about more than that, but that's kind of what I took from it. Then there was um, another record called 24 Hour Revenge Therapy by Jawbreaker. So now we're in like the mid 90s, 94 or something like that. And there was a track on there called Boat Dreams from a Hill. And the song's about like, the chorus says, I want to be a boat. And that one really kind of stuck with me. I ended up like scrawling that on my backpack and it was like, the, you know, the, the flag I flew in high school. And the song's just a massive fucking metaphor about a boat that a rich person had bought as a retirement project. And the singing, like, personifying the boat. And, like, the boat's just saying, like, dude, I, I want to be a boat. And meanwhile, the rich guy's, like, doesn't have time to fix him. Or, yeah, I've got a project, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like... You know, it's about, you know, being who you are supposed to be, like a completion or like, you know, being yourself, etc. Like, it doesn't matter what you take away from it. Like, but I just took it as like unfinished, like, I know what I want to be. I know what I used to be. Kind of want to get back there. And I found that super intriguing. Top that off with the same record, had a song called Boxcar on it that uh, started off with the lyrics of like, you're not punk and I'm telling everyone. And when you're 15, that's interesting because at the time, like, everyone would walk and run around and be like, oh, I don't know, I don't think that band's punk, or this guy's more punk than that guy, or you're not punk, you know? So it was, like, interesting that, like, you know, punk music itself was aware of the cliches around it to an extent, and here was this one band being like, I don't give a fuck, man, like, call us what you will, doesn't matter. And that's the ethos that I bought into. And, and that was kind of like all of the things together, whether it was like being second guessing, like, you know, normal things in the world, society, religion and politics and, you know, just general history things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, who are you was like, you know, big question when you're 15, 16. And the ethos I ended up getting buying into is like, I don't know, man, I'm just me. Call me what you will. I don't give a shit. And kind of unapologetically being yourself. And that's kind of where I've stayed ever since. And like this time kind of shaped that. Like if you've worked with me, married me, you know I'm kind of a weirdo. Like, and that's kind of where it all came from. It was all essentially like 
me kind of observing what I do and don't like and trying my best to, you know, to an extreme almost, just kind of only participate in what I like. So, you know, fast forward a few years later and like, you know, people are going to massive like house parties and I'm like, I don't like house parties. I'm not going. Or, you know, it's, uh, you know, after college, it's a friend's birthday at a club. You know, we'll get into the techno shit later. Right. Um, I don't want to go. Sorry. It's your birthday, dude. I'll buy you fucking dinner the day after, but I don't want to go to a fucking club. It's boring. I don't like it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And probably the shittiest part is like, of like being comfortable being left alone. So, like, if I'm opting out of a situation, like, the threat of, like, well, you're going to be home alone. I was like, eh, whatever. I'll sit around and play guitar all day. That's fine. I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's okay with me. And that's kind of how I kind of, like, and it's not as simple as a lyric saying, you know, like, do this and do that. But, like, it kind of resonated with me. And that's kind of where, how I landed where I landed was getting through the punk rock sphere and the time and the place was very important, right? Like, so we're in this San Francisco Bay area. And at this time there was about to be a punk rock explosion and all the shit of like, you know, Nirvana and Soundgarden and Chili Peppers and blah, 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 RMTV, like punk rock was about to invade that. Like, and we were not exactly at the epicenter, but there was, cause we were in the burbs, but you know, bands we'd heard of, bands we'd seen in like shitty no-name places were about to blow up. And it would change the social dynamic in high school, if you will, where like at some point you're just like the skater punk rock kids or and kind of, you know, you're not going to the big house parties, the prom queens throwing, et cetera, et cetera. And as you're just like, you know, kind of like the background scenery. But that tide started changing, which was kind of fucking weird, honestly. And, uh, yeah, but it was interesting. So time and a place, you know, we had friends that were in punk rock bands. We had friends that ended up being in famous punk rock bands. We had access to, uh, 924 Gilman street in Berkeley, where you could go see fucking rancid and AFI. And if you were there, you know, two months ago, green day was playing all of that, like, you know, we could go down to Palo Alto and see the Donnas. They just started up um, in, like, 93, 4 is the first time I heard of them. And there's, like, this girl band in Palo Alto. We're like, what the fuck? That's cool. So check it out. So we kind of was, like, the time, the place, it worked. There was a community there. And it was a community of like-minded folks. But the like-mindedness was diverse. It was there were the weirdos. There were the guys that looked like just the dork in school, but they were there, etc. There were like people that were like, I don't know, well-groomed, like, but they still, you know, came to the show, had a good time, etc. So it was diverse. So you had more of a chance of like feeling like you fit in too. Uh, even though everybody there's theoretically, you know, not fitting in. So it felt right. The first time we went to the Gilman, I remember just like walking into the building there's a big sign, you know, it's got the rules in there where it's like no sexism, no homophobia, no violence, violence happened anyways, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Feel free to smoke inside. Feel free to spray paint anything you fucking damn well, please. Um, you want to sit on the stage? Go ahead. You want to sit on the air conditioning unit? Go to town. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Give me your six bucks. See a show. Just don't be too fucked up. And you know, that would happen too. But like, it was just, there was a community. There was all of a sudden, you know, like, you put on a specific t-shirt and somebody like 
wave you down and be like, oh, dude, you listen to Avail, whatever the band may be. Cool. Let's kick it. Where do you buy records at? You know, like what bands do you know? Oh, yeah. Check this out. Check this out, et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of grew. It was like a open kind of welcoming thing. It was fun. And again, like the the mentality is really what I liked, where there was a lot of people challenging stuff. There was, you know, again, like coming before from the last episode of talking about my mind opening when I heard songs about like, you know, Native Americans being fucked or like religion being weird or drugs fucking people over. And like, you know, punk rock continued that where like, you know, there's a lot of politics involved and there's songs about domestic violence. You got, you know, uh, No Use for a Name had a song called The Fatal Flu and kept trying to figure out what is that song about? Is that about a kid that's been ostracized forever or is that legitimately about somebody that has HIV so it was just a lot of thinking involved and a lot of interesting things happening um and on the flip side you could hear a Green Day song about a girl right so it felt more kind of well-rounded that like it would kind of more so kind of represent who we were because you wanted to kind of be bummed about your crush there's songs about that or if you wanted to be pissed off there's songs about that one too so that's kind of where we got to, and it pretty much changed our lives. Um, there's definitely, you know, dabblers, if you will, that kind of came in and came out, and like, you know, as soon as like the X Games days were over, they bounced and kind of went to whatever else was kind of like the new shit that was happening. But a handful of us have stayed. Like, we still listen to the same stuff. You know, I have kids and stuff now, but you know, run into the same people at the at the clubs and at the shows and all that kind of stuff, and one of the main kind of gists is the community angle of it, where, like, it was, you know, like, there was people, there was, like, there were your people, and if you felt, like, you know, slightly out because you didn't play football, or you weren't tall, or you didn't have this, or you didn't have money, etc., whatever, like, was pissing you off to the point where, like, you're trying to find your place in the world, like, there was a place, and that was the punk rock show, and, Life wasn't bad for us, to be honest. Like, it's not like we were, like, sad all the time and, like, all that kind of shit. But there was definitely, like, things going on in my head where I was just like, yeah, all this stuff that's, like, being advertised to me, whether that's through TV or just, like, you know, parental pressure or whatever, like, I don't like some of this. And you kind of were just like, eh, do I have to swim upstream all the time? But then, you know, all of a sudden, instead of swimming upstream, you found like a chill pond to hang out in where everybody else was kind of sort of feeling the same way. And it was diverse. You know, the singer from The Offspring, he's getting a PhD. So you don't have to be a fucking lowlife to be here. Right. Like the guys in no effects, they all have fucking degrees. I think rumors were that Davey from AFI was, you know, going to go to UC Berkeley. Not sure if that's true either, but like the fact that it was, you know, kind of like told you know, it was comforting, you know, the singer from Bad Religion, smart guy, so you didn't have to be, you know, like, the stereotype, you didn't have to be Sid Vicious, you don't have to have a mohawk and kill your girlfriend, or vice versa, whatever the fuck happened to him, and be a complete, like, pile, right, you could still kind of feel this way, but still make your way through kind of society and growing up, but have your own slight bent to it, where, you might understand that, hey, this is their rules. Don't like it necessarily. 
Um, but sometimes you got to play the game, but you know, don't forget who you are. So that's the main kind of thing that happened with me and punk rock. The music was definitely fun and interesting and exciting, but then the lyrics, the content, the community, the fact that you didn't have to necessarily fit like a stereotype because there was like a lot of different looking people there, like just kind of sort of worked and definitely gave off the vibe that like, Hey, you're all welcome. And that is probably the hardest thing to explain is just kind of how meaningful that was to a 15, 16 year old person at the time. And again, like nothing was shitty. Like my family life was just fine, et cetera. But there was definitely a part of me that was just kind of wondering, like, is this it? Like, do we just go to fucking class and copy Kenny Roost's homework and like get a good grade and shout out Kenny. Um, and, uh, you know, just, go to college next year and then fucking what? And then just like, cool, hop in the car and have a commute like my dad. Like, okay, that's, you know, that's kind of what you got to do, right? That's what I'm doing now, which is kind of the irony of the whole fucking thing. But, um, you know, there's still like a part of you like, eh, is this it? Like at that time, you know, definitely different. Than now. Like all the football, anti-football shit hadn't quite started yet. So it was like, all right, is this my high school fate where, like, if I don't fucking play football, like, I'm not going to get invited to a party? Like, I don't even know if I want to go to that party anyways, but, like, okay, I got to make my own little world, you know? And that's what we did. So we had a group of dudes. Not many girls came to hang out in this weirdo kind of sect. There's a handful here and there, but, you know, definitely not... Um, you know, an equitable kind of, uh, division there. And it was just like, I don't know, like, just this, this is what we're doing. This is where we are. And it was kind of felt finally like, eh, you're not alone. Other people feel the same way. You know, what you're feeling might be different than what the other person's feeling, but you definitely have a chip on your shoulder. And as you can hear me rambling, I don't know why I had a fucking chip on my shoulder. I still have the chip on my shoulder. There's no actual reason for it. But there was definitely, like, a kind of a commitment to, like, yeah, I don't really, you know, Rage Against the Machine eventually said it, like, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Like, I don't know why. I don't like being told what to do. No idea. It's a pain in the ass. Like, you want to know what I'm up to? Come ask me. My boss probably hates this because he wants, like, a weekly report. And I'm like, I'm just not going to fucking send it, man. Like, you want to know what we're up to? Come, come ask. Like, we're just doing our own thing. Just about to be left alone. I guess that's like the weird kind of thing of like, going to make our own little piece here. And this is going to keep us sane because we don't like a lot of the dumb shit that's going on in your world. So cool. We'll coexist, but please leave us alone. So that really shaped me, um, in a strange way. Probably makes me sound like an absolute fucking weirdo at this point, but Part of it's at least, at least accurate. Anyway, so that's that. At the end of the day, what it comes down to is to bring this all the way back, right? Like, it's just like MTV decided to play rock and roll type music. That opened the gates to, you know, being the world being able to accept, you know, Nirvana and Guns N' Roses and all this kind of stuff, which led to a million other bands, which eventually led to me being like having my ears be open to the dead Kennedys. If it wasn't for the fact that I heard Nirvana many years ago, 
the Dead Kennedys would have sounded like shit and they would never would have bothered. Or the low production quality on a Jawbreaker or Operation Ivy album or a Tilt album would have just been like, eh, this sounds like trash. Give me the high produced stuff. So the lo-fi kind of like indie ethos definitely kind of like was the gateway drug to make the rest of this shit palatable. And then once I found my way, ended up in the world of punk rock. And that's where we got to. And next time, I will actually talk about techno. I can't wait. See ya.